Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. My name is Kev Dan, and I am joined today by John and Rob, as always. And we got some good news to talk about. Of course, we also have some uh, not-so-great news to talk about with the Von Miller trade. However, we will start with the Broncos beating the Washington football team in a very ugly win, 17-10, to at home, breaking their four-game losing streak. I guess... Uh, uh, a win can be ugly, uh, and that one was definitely an ugly win, but we will break it down for you all nevertheless as we also then move to talk about the Von Miller trade and other trade rumors as well. So uh, make sure you hit that like and that subscribe button. Please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening. Uh, it definitely helps us out a lot, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, we do this all for, for you all, the fans, and we love doing it. We love interacting with you all and bringing you the best Broncos content that we possibly can. So, with that being said, let's get on into it. Welcome again to the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What is up, Broncos country, and welcome to a victory Monday in uh, at least the sense that the Broncos won. I, I guess they won on Sunday against the Washington football team. Um, you know, I'm they favorite. say that no win is an ugly win, but I tell you what, boys, that felt pretty damn ugly. Hey. Oh, it was it was ugly 100% all the way around. And then cobble that on the news that happened today. Um <laughs> You know, it's it's just sad. It's I'm not gonna lie. I almost left work today because yeah. I felt emotionally distraught. I I did ask my boss if I could get some bereavement leave, and then he asked if Von Miller is a uh, uh, you know a family member, and I said, "What if, what if I said he is?" Uh, and then my boss laughed and said, "No." <laughs> I was like, Hell yeah, he is. Yeah, I, was like, I would argue that he is a family member. He though. is a family member. He's in my home every Sunday, right? Every game day or anything. I don't know. I can't. Um, I can't remember the last time I was like actually ups- this upset for a player to be leaving. Um, yeah. No, he's the face of the one, franchise. That one for Broncos country. Yep. And hey, so everyone, we will talk about the Von Miller trade. Obviously, uh, there is a lot of other stuff going on, uh, possible other other trades. Of course, by the time you listen to this, uh, we're recording this Monday night. Uh, the trade deadline is Tuesday. Uh, so we'll know by obviously tomorrow uh, if there's any more trades or not. But uh, we'll get into what that means and everything as well. Uh, first, though, I do want to tell you about an awesome opportunity everybody has once again from DraftKings. So uh, we all know how great it felt to win last week. Well, if you're looking for another big win this next week, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes for their first deposit. So here's what we need you to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game this next week and win $200 in free bets. If you win, they win with a promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, you must be 21 years or older. Be in a state that uh, supports uh, uh, sports betting and new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, boys, let's start with the game. I don't think I introduced you like I normally do. Rob and John, as always, here at the Post Game Podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, thank you for tuning in. We do have this uh, podcast live on YouTube, usually Monday evenings. Uh, not always the same, though, so just watch out on our Facebook page for when we do go live there. But let's start with the game and how that went down. So uh, here we go. We have two teams uh, that have been struggling lately. Uh, the Washington football team had been on a three-game losing skid compared to the Broncos' four-game losing skid going into that Week 7 matchup. Um, or Week 8 matchup, excuse me. Uh, what uh, what did you guys feel about the game overall? We'll start with that. Uh, big picture thoughts uh, and takeaways. Yeah, go for it, Rob. Uh, well, <clears throat> it was... It was difficult to watch all the way around. Um, we did get the win. Um, I do believe Jared was correct. Uh, we did get a first down on the first drive. We did. Um, we did. We did not score on the first drive, but uh, you know we we did have some some pretty uh, you know decent plays. Um, we had some great runs from uh, Javante Williams. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know Melvin Gordon got a couple tutties, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I think we still uh, definitely have a lot to improve on. And and shout out to uh, to Justin Simmons with the two picks. Um, I think uh, I think our secondary definitely stepped up. Um, but yeah, we still uh, Shermer still needs to uh, read coaching uh, offense for dummies. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'd agree with that. John, what about you, man? I just love that every week we come up with a different way to insult Sherman. <laughs> every week, it's man. Part of our, it's part of our shtick here at Orange yeah. Weekly. <laughs> uh, part of every Broncos fan. Um, that too. Moment for sure. But uh, it, hey, at the end of the day, a win's a win, right? Like I will take an ugly win any day over a, like a super close, high-powered offense, high-powered defense, close loss. Most importantly, we got the win. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Well, I shouldn't say that because we did lose some people to injury and our offense still looks anemic at best. So there's a lot to improve coming into this game. It felt kind of like that Raiders game, right? Two teams that had a lot to play for and a lot on the line. And I was worried. I did not think we were going to win this game just coming into it the way we've looked recently. And honestly, going forward, I think, um, it's going to come down to if our defense can hold the other team to 10 points, if we're going to be in the games or not. And that is, uh, that's, I mean, you're not going to win a game 98% of the time when you, when that happens, Um, you know, looking at a lot of the numbers here, um, 
Yeah, we did win the turnover bat- battle two to one. Um, we'll talk about the end of the game here in a little bit. Um, Washington actually did have slightly better time of possession on the ball, uh, almost 32 minutes to our about 28 minutes. Um, and, you know, I did say in the pregame show that if we threw the ball more than 30, if, if we threw the ball more than 32 times, we were going to lose. Well, we only threw the ball 26 times and we won. So there you go. Um, however, looking at this, you know, uh, it was pretty even 26 pass attempts to the 21 rush attempts. So a lot more even than we've seen in recent games. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. If the problem, the bigger problem now is that we're just not getting a lot of plays in general. Like mm-hmm. this is that game in a row where we've been under 55 um, plays in the game. So mm-hmm. that just shows that we're getting, we're getting <laughs> beaten by the other team's defense when we're on offense and and not extending drives long enough to, to even get enough plays. Um, somehow that still ended up in a win, but yeah, if you look at their total plays was, uh, what 63 and ours was 57. So not a huge discrepancy there, but they only scored 10 points. <laughs> so yep. you would think that's going to be close. It's just, man, I don't know what's wrong with this offense. Well, I'll tell well, you what, man. those two turn, those, uh, those two field goals that were blocked, those uh, are you know, um, let's give a shout out to the paw Shelby the Harris. Paw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shelby got one. Draymond Jones got the other one. Yes, he um, did. Shelby, let me tell you, Shelby Harris has been playing lights out the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's been looking great. And, uh, you know, when we need those players to step up, I mean, uh, now, you know, looking on defense even more, I mean, he's probably the next biggest name that we have on defense uh, now that Mon's gone. Um, cue the sound there, Rob. Uh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, God. There it is. <laughs> no, God, please, no, no, no. All dead is no. how I've been feeling. That's what went through my head the entire day after that news broke. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, so those two blocked field goals definitely would have changed the outcome of the game. I mean, how often does a team get two blocked field goals in a game? You know, <laughs> apparently, the rest of it happens a lot. <laughs> Well, their kicker's name is Blewett. So, I mean, come on. What are you asking? You're, you're asking for confident about a guy with the last name of Blewett. Uh, which I feel like what this show has turned into is every week we just find another person from the, the, the other team, the opposing team from that week, that we can make fun of from a name standpoint. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know, man, that's a good trend. We can continue that. Sure. Um, but keep in mind, too, McManus had his first miss of the season. So. Yeah. You know, you take those two blocks away. McManus is you. I mean, he's making money for a reason, right? So mm-hmm. his first miss of the season, uh, I'd say that kind of cancels out at least one of them. You'd expect him to make a, a 53-yard goal. That's true. Most teams can't say that, by the way. So right, count ourselves lucky to have a talented kicker like him on the team. And mm-hmm. the last remaining player from Super Bowl. Mm. I think the only I think the only one we have left is McManus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last one. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Sad. Yep. Kev, I don't know if you saw it uh, during your halftime uh, hash show. Uh, I got talked to at the uh, restaurant that I was at because I was yelling profanities too many times at the TV. So <laughs> I almost got kicked out, but it's almost, fine. Though. It's you almost got kicked out. That's almost. that's the key. <laughs> you didn't actually get kicked out. Yeah, I, yeah no, I didn't, but. <laughs> they were like, uh, sir, sir, can you uh, can you stop yelling profanities? There are children here. 
Well, you know what? You brought him to a fucking sports bar. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, Rob, I, I guess you kind of have to do that, don't you? Do you, you don't get Broncos games where you're at, huh? Uh, so long story short, canceled cable, uh, just kind of relying on Hulu Live. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this week it was not on Hulu Live. Yeah. So I had to go to the local uh, shout out to St. George Wingnuts. Um, and yeah, so normally, normally I don't have a problem. It's just when people have kids in there, they're like, He's yelling awful loud. Well, yeah, I'm invested in the game. <laughs> and you brought to, you brought your kids to a sports bar on football day. Like, <laughs> come figure on. Figure it out. Give your balls a tug. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Oh, man. Just all the more reason to live in Colorado so you don't have to worry about Hey, hey, John, John, you get you get me uh, you get me an IT web job down there and I'll move. Wait a minute. IT web job. Is that not remote? Uh, Some of them are. Yeah, some of them can be. (laughs) Some of them you need the person there. Yeah. Sometimes I can't find the one to unplug it and plug it back in. (laughs) I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I hear things available. Restart. Restart. There you go. Okay. (laughs) And I'm trying, I'm honestly kind of struggling to find things to talk about. I mean, the Broncos had two good drives, um, yeah. which obviously result, resulted in, in scoring drives. And then there's the, a field goal there too. Um, but uh, man, if it weren't for those drives, you know, either one of them, I mean, you're talking about, again, the Broncos really just floundered. Uh, I mean, the defense, uh, they, they, they bended, but they didn't break, yeah. um, which is kind of, um, you know, the way Vic's, fan, uh, Vic's um, uh, defense normally runs, but when you couple it with an offense that uh, playing like dead fish, you know, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Well, I will say, yes, we did not score a touchdown on our opening drive. We broke that streak last week, thankfully. But we also didn't allow a score on the first drive of the, the opponent's first offensive drive. So True. that's important because that's something we've been missing this season. It looked more like a Fangio of old. Granted, it was against a Washington's team that, again, is not putting up big numbers. They're looking pretty bad on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, you know, we got to see it consistently before we say, okay, we're, we're starting to turn this thing around a little bit, at least not from the defensive standpoint. The offensive standpoint, clearly we haven't turned anything around in, no. in the last 10 days uh, from the, the previous game. And on and a that, more positive note, we did not have a kickoff or punt return for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. our special teams is our best unit out there. Well, yeah. not even, you know, I think the defense gets hated on too much in this game because they still only gave up one big drive, you know, 10 points total. But yeah, we normally complain about the special teams here. So, you know, maybe they're turning that around. I don't know. No, maybe. It's a long uh, give, give McMahon another year. Uh, we got plenty of season to go. No. Maybe they're going to surprise <laughs> The hell with you, Kevin. No. no, I was kidding. That's not going to happen. If anything, we've learned from this trade today. Uh, and again, we'll get to that here in a little bit, uh, is that this team is going to look radically different next year and probably even the year after that as we blow it all up. Um, I do want to talk about the end of the game a little bit. Very, uh, I think that was obviously the most interesting part of it, right? So uh, the Broncos are able to um, you know, get the stop. Uh, looks like, you know, we need a first down, you know, have Washington burn their timeouts. We can put this game away. No drama. Just leave with a win. Like, let's just go home before anything else happens because we've had some injuries. Garrett Bowles, uh, Bryce Callahan, uh, you know, 
And what do we do? Uh, very, very sloppy, uh, you know, play calling. We and ran the execution. ball when we should have just kneeled it. Well, I mean, they had, we, we did need one more first down. Um, but there was, I mean, the big one there was a passing play that one, then Teddy decided to make a panicked throw. That wasn't nearly any intercept or anything, but it stopped the clock, you know, versus just sliding. And the whole time I'm just looking at this saying, what are you like everybody? I'm sure this is probably another moment. Rob, you almost got throughout was what, what are you guys freaking doing over there? <laughs> Run the ball. Well, up the middle. Was... If anything, you're running the clock out and then you punt it. Right. If anything, you do that. So it's funny. You watch games like that and you're like, well, you know, they're just going to run it three times, try and kill as much clock as possible. But maybe, maybe we can somehow force a fumble on them. And then the Broncos are the only team I've seen do that this year, at least um, (laughs) twice on the same drive. Yeah, the worst case scenario that should happen from that drive is you run it three times and you get rid of their timeouts and you punt it back to them with like 20 seconds left. That's your worst case scenario. Instead, we ran it the first time, sure, didn't go anywhere, fine. And then I don't know what Teddy was thinking on that that second play. Just the guy was not wide open. He should have just fallen down and taken the time off the clock. And then the third one, again, well, the first one, yeah, sorry, I've totally missed the, the fumble by Javante Williams. And then, of course, good old Mark Schlereth had to just give us that bad juju and uh-huh. uh, say how much Melvin Gordon never fumbles. And then what does Melvin Gordon do? He goes out there and fumbles it. Two hundred and seven rush attempts without a fumble, and have the ball back with like thirty seconds left mm-hmm. at their own thirty yard line. Like mm-hmm. what the hell? I, that's the most mismanaged end of a game I've ever seen. I mean, that's that's play calling and player execution. Yeah. And uh, for those listening to the podcast, on again. Uh, you know, when this is not live, we are live on YouTube right now. And we do have some, some viewer comments here, Richie, how you doing, man? Glad you're here from mile high round table. Another great Broncos podcast. You guys can all check out as well. Um, Teddy is a vet and this is exactly right. I mean, you saw Teddy's reaction when he threw that ball. I mean, he's put his hands on his helmet. Like, what did I just do? There's no excuse for that. Like I get we're, we're all human and stuff, but dude, do not throw that football. It's not that difficult. You do not throw that ball. If it is a, uh, if you call a pass play, one that's weird in that situation. Okay, Shermer, I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah, I don't but know then that's on you, Teddy, to go out there and just, you do not throw that football unless the guy is open, unless it's a really, really easy pass that's right there. The guy's right. wide open. Right. Otherwise, you slide. So, right. why does that ball leave your hand? That, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm already questioning Teddy and, you could call him steady Teddy and everything, but I mean, that just kind of shows me that, you know, this guy just, man, what is yeah. going on in his head? You know? Yeah. It seemed like that play Shermer was trying we to get him off guard going with the throw. And he probably told Teddy, just run it. If there's nothing there, if it's not wide open, just don't go out of bounds and don't throw an incompletion. And yeah, I, I don't know. You can't, really no excuse, but all it did really was just create more Broncos fans to have heart attacks, um, probably flooded the hospitals in Denver. Um, yep. And it's going to be something that we probably don't even talk about at the end of the season because we ended up winning, right? It, it, it'd be a different story if it went into overtime. We lost something like that, but they, he gets away with it, I think, on this one. Obviously, we're all going to criticize him, but you know, at the end of the day, the, the win is the win. He, he gets away with it, but to be honest with you, I mean, you know, when the Broncos win, I normally wake up Monday morning, Monday mornings feeling rejuvenated, excited, happy, like, you know, ready to take on the week. And this morning, even before the Von Miller news, I woke up and I'm just like, 
I mean, I guess we won that game. But, eh. but like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make me. Win. Like, let let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If the Broncos' last drive that we scored on, basically, if we ended up not winning that game by just a little bit, would you feel any different than you do right now with the Broncos win? I would be even more embarrassed. Yes, I would feel a lot different. <laughs> well, I mean, like like John said <clears throat> on the last uh, the last podcast, you know, we lost four in a row, and uh, you know, it was it was definitely you know you, you get used to to losing. It's just a numbing feeling. Yeah. You know, I, I feel uh, <clears throat> I feel terrible for, you know, Jacksonville fans, Detroit Lion fans like oh, we are, are not far off from that. And uh, Washington football know, team fans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, on a positive note, uh, you know, we did get the chance to watch Peyton Manning getting uh, inducted into the ring of Huge. fame. Huge. Uh, so, you know, shout out. Congratulations to Peyton Manning. Um, you know, we had we had all this positiveness. And then it just got dosed out like a damn fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it, as much as we would say congrats to Peyton Manning, I do also want to send out a congrats to uh, Brandon Stokely for catching that football in the end zone. Because we all know if he hadn't caught that ball, uh, I mean, he, he wouldn't would, live it down. He wouldn't live it down ever for the rest of his life. I mean, I don't even know if he would work at the fan anymore. Like he probably just couldn't show his face at work anymore. Um, much less I mean, anything else. Right. So, so congrats to him for making that catch. I mean, the way the last two seasons have gone, I'm surprised it didn't tear his ACL. All making that <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. oh God. So congrats okay. to him for not doing that and making it. Good segue though. Good segue. Uh, and we do have a uh, Richie good comment here. I would not feel different. We've not done enough to show that we wanted to win. We still have Shermer on our team and that's kind of exactly where I'm, I'm coming Thank from. You. Um, Thank you. Richie. I don't, I don't, I, I feel very just blah about this one. Like, don't be wrong. Like I'm not complaining. We won, but simply it just like bottom line, we, we don't have that sense of urgency. We don't, like they're just not there. It's just like, I guess we're going to go out, we're going to play football and whatever, you know? Um, and there's, I'm just looking at the schedule ahead and it doesn't look good for this team. You know, you haven't even played the chiefs yet this year. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even played the chargers yet this year. So there's four games right there. Yeah. And I don't care how bad the chiefs are. Right. You give them an opportunity to, you know, try and catch up in this division against the Broncos like this. They're going to come out hungry. You know what we're going to come out like? We're going to come out like dead fish, like we have in the last five weeks now. This isn't the NFC East. Every time we play a division opponent, it's going to be a hard-fought game. And if it's not a hard-fought game, it's usually because the other team way outplayed us in recent years. So I don't care. You're right. I don't care how bad the Chiefs are looking. And they are struggling against the Giants right now. (laughs) Yeah. As I have it on in the background. Um, Which is a good – it's always a good sign. But, again, it doesn't really matter once it comes game day against them. In, in four weeks or December 5th, I guess. Is mm-hmm. Agreed. And shout out to, uh, to Daniel uh, and Richie giving us a, a view here on YouTube. Uh, you know, Daniel, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's definitely a somber day for the team. And, uh, and again, I, I just can't emphasize enough that, you know, Vaughn Miller, you will be missed. And, uh, and we give you a mile high salute and thank you for everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Not only for the Denver Broncos, but for the community of Denver as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I myself don't live in Denver. I live in Southern Utah, but uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm orange and blue through and through. So, yep, completely agreed. 
let's see, before we get to all the trade talk and what to kind of start looking for the rest of the season and, and, and forward, um, kind of get your thoughts on. So first off, some big injuries. We're waiting to hear back from how serious um, um, Garrett Bowles injury is. Garrett Bowles will not be playing against Dallas. We know that. We don't know how much more time he's going to miss, though. Uh, he's already been ruled out. I totally missed that. I'm pretty sure I saw this morning that he's he's not going to play uh, for Sunday, at least. Uh, yeah, no word on it. any I further. I think it's didn't say that now that, now that you mention it. Yeah. No Which further means- word yet right. on past right. that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you You're off. Good. There, but You're good, man. That just, that just means uh, we get Calvin Anderson there. That's going to be a big miss for us, for sure. Because mm-hmm. Bulls, uh, you know, he's our our future, unfortunately. <laughs> I say unfortunately because of, I still might have some PTSD from last year's. Um, and I'm excited to see Anderson, uh, Richie, because, mm-hmm. you know, he is our swing tackle. He's a young guy, and he's been working on this offensive line for, for a few years now. So, mm-hmm. I hope he just goes out there and produces because Bulls has been pretty steady for us, even though, I mean, I think last year you could probably say it was a little bit stronger at this point for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, which is saying, I'm not saying much because last year he was like, he was an all pro in my mind last year. Which oh yeah. Like a ginormous 180 for him from previous years. And then that's why he got his contract. So it'll be interesting to see how Anderson does. Um, this offensive line, I do think it's looked better in recent weeks. Because the bar was set so low in the weeks before that, <laughs> like it just felt like Teddy on every play against the Steelers, against the Raiders was just getting a concussion on every play. It looked like, mm-hmm. um, not that they were playing lights out yet on yesterday or, or last week, but it did seem like a little bit of an improvement. So hopefully that doesn't get derailed at all with Bulls being out. Right. And then the other big injury is probably Callahan. Yep. Um, looked like a hyperextension of the knee. I think that one's supposed to be less serious from what I was reading. Okay. That shit looked nasty. It did. It looked, it looked nasty for sure. Um, and obviously, none of us are doctors here. The closest one we have is Jason. So we'll let him uh, speak to that more in his show uh, coming up. The uh, was the After Dark show mm-hmm. night after Monday Night Football. Yep. And he'll give us all the, uh, the injury insight that he can, uh, you know, being an unofficial injury reporter for the Broncos um but uh needless to say that would be a big loss if he's out or misses any time as well mm-hmm. it was interesting to see that when he went out we had Nate Hairston which Kevin I don't even know if you yeah. know who that person was I didn't I was like who is this person like who Hairston yeah, what Nate Hairston <laughs> one of the last um cuts of our team in the off season or after training camp going into the uh going into the regular season he was brought back for um our practice squad and he got called up. He was one of those guys that uh, other teams from what I was hearing were calling for uh, when cuts were happening. So mm-hmm. it seems like he's a pretty solid player, but anyways, all that to say he was going in once Calvin got, got knocked out of the game instead of Fuller. So how, how far has Fuller dropped? Oh, Fuller is, uh, you know, I think Fuller would probably be traded for, I don't know, literally pennies, right? I mean, but he has a $10 million million contract. So no team's going to want to pick that up. Um, You know, I I think this is a guy that you're just not going to see for the rest of the year unless we absolutely need him. Um, But yeah, you're you're exactly right. So I don't know if I'm that far down. I mean, I am down on Fuller, but I think other teams, I mean, cornerback is such a prime position. Like every Mm -hmm. team usually has needs at cornerback and Fuller is a proven commodity in years past. Definitely mm-hmm. not this year. Um, 
So I, 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 I would be surprised if he's moved um, unless the right offer isn't there. But I, I think we could see something, you know, reasonable for him pop up mm-hmm. just because so many teams need defensive, you know, secondary help all the yep. time, every season with injuries and whatnot. And well, I don't John- know, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but uh, guard Mooty. Uh, has been put on the COVID-19 list. I missed that. So, you know, COVID uh, snagged another one. Well, that's fine. When will... Oh, my... Okay. Who, who out there, like, upset the injury gods? For the love of... <laughs> Bro, I'm on. telling you. This is Between last year and this year, <laughs> the injury god just hates us. God. That's it. I'm going to start doing, like, a, you know... A little dance before games or something to uh appease no, not the, the rain dance, Kevin. <laughs> no, not a rain dance, an anti-injury dance. It's slightly different. It's like the rain dance in reverse with a couple <laughs> extra moves in there. It, the problem is I don't even know slap band-aids all over you. <laughs> That's like something you can't correct in this situation, no. right? Because you know, no. if you watch that play that, that Bulls got hurt, a guy literally goes flying into his ankle. Yeah, that play against Callahan, his knee looks like it snaps the wrong direction. Like it does. Yeah, what? that's just unlucky. And yeah, exactly what that is. It does feel like there's a lot more injuries this year for all teams in general. Um, and the Broncos always, <laughs> the last two years have just been still on the high end of injuries compared to other teams. Mm-hmm. Rough. It's hard. It's hard when we don't. Show- we thought we had the depth going into this season, and it's it's just proving that. I don't care how much depth you have. When you lose guys like Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy was out. Those kind of guys, I mean, those are playmakers, and you don't have a bunch of those on your team that just say, oh, next man up. Right. You, you run out is, of those people very not, quickly. Does this not give us a an idea to raise the roster limit from 53 yeah. to 75 so that way we have room for, for things mm-hmm. like this? Because it's it's just ridiculous. Bad. I mean, not only well, Denver's team, but all over the NFL. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's changes to that. Um, you know, maybe increasing the practice squad size and then allowing more players to be called up, some sort of stipulation there. More Something. players to be called up, I should say. And yeah, maybe increasing the game day roster size. I don't know. But well, well I see. think, you know, one of the big changes, or, you know, well, not changed this year, it's a carryover from last year rooted in COVID-19 is the the IR list used to be you know put a player on IR they're done yeah uh now you can you know there's a three week you know minimum on IR but then you can call up as many players or maybe you could call up like two players from IR or something like that um but now you can call up as many as you want um I would expect that even after COVID-19 uh fades away into hopefully what will be the you know (laughs) near past um that um that that rule sticks around, you know, that, uh, you know, with all the injuries and everything, I think just as, as from what we've seen, it hasn't like been a huge, it's helped teams out, you know, yeah. and if anything kept teams more competitive and, and it's been whatnot, needed. so it's been needed because like, if you, it means that we'd have to keep a guy like Jerry Judy on the roster mm-hmm. or put him out for the year when he mm-hmm. was hurt. And if we keep him on the roster, that means that's one less spot. And we were hurt now wide receiver for a while there. Um, Mm-hmm. So it, it is a big difference, and that is a huge change from COVID. That's and I, I agree with you, Kevin. I think that's going to stick around. I would I, like, like Rob was saying, I'd expect some other changes too with how bad injuries have gotten this year. It seems like. Well, I think it'll be an evolving thing over the next five, ten years. I think you're going to see the NFL evolve a little bit um, in what they do. 
Um, okay, so I know everybody's been wanting us to talk about it. Uh, it's going to be the whoa, big... whoa, before that, before that, Kevin. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I will say one shout out to the guys we got last week. They showed up this week. Witherly and Young, Young from the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Weatherly from 49ers, I believe. Yep. Um, I love the goggle look. That was a lot of fun <laughs> from Weatherly. Mind you, you Dickerson. Yeah, I was like, what is he wearing? <laughs> yeah, if you go read his interview or from earlier in the year, uh, he talks about how that's his COVID protocol. Um, I'm pretty sure that that reporter should be fired because I think he was dead serious and Weatherly was just messing with him. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. Brandon would uh, go look at that that interview from him, but uh, I, I like the like the stormtrooper goggle look that he was building yeah. out there. And then young, honestly, young. Yes, he's a young player, solid backup type player. But I think he's going to be a, a good addition for us for the rest of the year because we're going to be relying on a guy like that with our starters mm-hmm. out on IR. Yeah. Um, now, now we can segue into what you were trying to go for. No, I think those are very good points. Um, but um, I think all of this is overlooked by what people really want to talk about uh, is the Von Miller trade and, and not just the trade itself, but really what this means for the franchise. And so we, Oh no, just- we suck again. Yep. And that's, uh, that's kind of the big uh, takeaway is, you know, we're not a team that's just going to rebuild with, you know, maybe in, in the next, you know, off season, we can, you know, maybe in a, a year or so we can be uh, playoff caliber, you know, I think this is um, a hard reset and, you know, to start by what we've already said a million times and we'll say a million more times is thank you, Vaughn. Um, everything he's done for this team. And, you know, we just know that he was such a huge, I mean, the face of the Broncos and a household name across the, the country. I mean, pretty much uh, I, I'm going to do it. I said almost every Broncos fan or almost every NFL fan knows who Von Miller is, but one of my best friends had no idea who that was. And well, she's a Cowboys fan. And so maybe that explains it a little bit. Um, but uh, uh, pretty much everybody more or less knows who Von Miller is. And um, we took that away. We, we took that away from Fangio, uh, you know, just as much as Teddy Bridgewater is Fangio's best chance of winning and keeping his job. Well, so is Von Miller. And you know, uh, George Payton has done everything from the day he walked in the office to give Fangio what he needed and what he asked for. He asked for somebody like Teddy Bridgewater. We got him. We, he asked for more cornerbacks. We went and got him, right? Um, he brought in all these people for, with the injuries to help supplement, um, you know, and he's done a really good job with that. Um, this is the first time he's taken away. And uh, to me, this tells me that, well, it, Big Fangio's got to look at this to know that hey, this means I'm done. You know. Oh, he's got to absolutely. Um, you know, you you trade away a, a player of Von Miller's caliber <clears throat> for two picks, a second round and a third round for 2022. And no offense, but I I get you know Von Miller's getting older, he's coming off an injury. I I, I understand all that, but we got host. Like, Von Miller is such a good player. He has literally changed the dynamic of the position he plays in and has changed, you know, the dynamic in the NFL as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm just, like I said, you know, earlier in the in the, in the podcast, Kevin, I'm, I'm just distraught. Um, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. on a side note, uh, I do see my, my son commented 
uh, followed the Orange Weekly, gave us a subscribe. So thank you, son, Nathan. I love you, buddy. And <laughs> we are uh, up you to know, sixty YouTube subscribers. No, uh, yes, sir. Early, I believe two of those. Early. One is my son. One is hey, my mother. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I keep saying this guy Devin Candino is like our number one follower on <laughs> on YouTube. He's kind of he's, he's a cool guy. You guys should, uh, <laughs> should meet him sometime. But uh, if you're listening to this podcast wherever wherever you listen to this, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube yet. Please do. As soon as we get to 100, we don't have to be the YouTube.com slash ABC43. We can be like YouTube.com slash Orange Weekly. So that'll help. But that being said. 30 away. Or, well, 40 away. 40, 40, 40 away. away. Yes. Uh, we're close. So um, Shout out to my mom. Math was never my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you're as good looking as us, you don't need math. That's right. We got – hey, again – we John's have calculators the, uh, in our pockets. There. Thank you. <laughs> and nothing to that, John. You're just gonna. Oh, I didn't hear what you said. It. I was blacked out. John zoned day. out. <laughs> I'm just looking okay, so, thinking about how Von Miller's gone. It what are your sad. thoughts, John, on this? It's trade? sad. It is sad. I think uh, this is the most uh, most distraught I've been with a player leaving because it was sudden, right? We knew the trade deadline was coming up. Um, never heard Von Miller's name being one, one of the ones that could could be gone, right? Um, and it does say a lot for George Payton's, or not George Payton, but Vic Fangio's future with this team. Like, if you're starting to lose your best players, man, you, better out. you better figure out how to win quickly because uh, you know. No, 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 no. At this point, there is no, it doesn't matter. I, unless, unless you're telling me that there's, you know, the, the Broncos win the next. Yeah. And that oh, is what I'm telling you. I'm saying they literally have to make the playoffs for him to keep his job at this point. And that's not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sorry. It it I wasn't very likely to begin with with Von Miller. Right. So. Um, so it's it's not something that I expected. It is, it is, I mean, by all means, you know, we love Von. Um, mm-hmm. I will root for the Rams once the Broncos. <laughs> I made a joke of this earlier. Once the Broncos are mathematically <laughs> eliminated from the. From the playoffs, I will be a Rams fan for the rest of the year because um, yeah. it would be great. I'm happy for him that he's going to a team that can can go out and get a ring um, this year. Yeah. Um, and for the foreseeable future, it'll be interesting to see what happens in it, to him in the offseason because this is the end of his contract this year. You know, do the Rams resign him? Does he go into free agency? It seems like the Rams are all in on this season. Um, and so they might have just. It'd be kind of weird to trade around, throw away a second and a third round pick for a guy that you're not even going to keep past one year. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, Rams clearly don't care about draft picks. <laughs> uh, no. So, yes, it's sad. Um, I, I, I thought something like this was going to happen last offseason, um, and we were all excited with George Payton that he brought him around. I think props to him for, for making that contract work out and bringing – and, and really, from the start of the season, giving Vic everything, like you said, Kevin, giving him all everything he asked for to be competitive, and then you on a four-game losing streak, the way that we lost, not even looking competitive in those games. Uh, yeah, we're five hundred, and if, if that just doesn't feel like five hundred, no. and that kind of gives us an insight into uh, into Peyton's where his mind's at right now, and it mm-hmm. seems like he's more on our page than he is the coaching staff's page. Right. For the future of his team. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny to talk about, you know, well, if the coaching staff needs to 
figure out how to win quickly to start, you know, to, to have a chance to keep their jobs. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think Peyton's made up his mind. I mean, first off, the odds of us winning enough games to be over 500 at the end of the season or, you know, finish um, nine and eight are, I'd say, astro- astronomically small. Um, between the Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice, the Raiders again, uh, those teams alone right there. Um, you know, Cowboys, I mean, I'll be there. I'll be yelling as loud as I can for the Broncos, but um, I just, it could be a, a trap game for the Cowboys. But again, that that's assuming that you have a team that goes out there and, and plays with passion and plays with a, hey, we're sick of losing. Hey, we finally won a game. We're on the right track. Like, let's keep it going. I just don't see them doing that. And, you know, uh, if they didn't do it after the Ravens game, what makes me think that they're going to do it now? Well, you know? I will say this. The Raiders look like a better team after they lost their leader in John Gruden. Maybe it will look like a better team oh. after losing a leader in Von Miller. <laughs> maybe that's a secret strategy George Payton has. He looked over there and says, hmm, maybe they're onto something over there. I got to take away, uh, you know, one of the, the, the leaders of the team, and that's going to turn everything around. Maybe that's what he's doing. That's the worst fucking idea ever. I'm, I'm being sorry. incredibly sarcastic. I was that serious, Kevin. I was that serious. I know you were. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Um, we'll write George Patton, Peyton, whatever, Peyton. a strongly worded letter. Are you uh, a fucking idiot? George.Payton at Broncos.com. There you go. <laughs> Kevin, don't one. fucking tempt me. I'll do it. <laughs> So taking emotion out of it with Von Miller, because that's yes. very hard to do, especially day of. Right. To get a player that, um, you know, this is the last year of his contract, like I said. So mm-hmm. it, it seemed clear that he wasn't going to be in the future plans with, with George Payton, because um, he still commands a big contract. He is in his 30s. He, I mean, I don't know the last season that he was out there all 16 games. Right. Uh, maybe two years ago, was he out there every game that year? Yeah, something like He's that. He's just been dealing with issues. Um, for mm-hmm. an older player, I, I know, Rob, you hate you, you feel like we got screwed, but I'll tell you, for compensation-wise, not the worst trade um, if you look at it from an outsider. As a Broncos fan, it feels terrible, right? Like, right, right. We love Von Miller. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Bronco Hall of Famer. Um, he's going to be a Ring of Famer. He's going to be all that. I will still be wearing all of his stuff the rest of the year. Um Yep. But you know, I'm going to go to bed in this. I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're right. At the same time, you're right. Like obviously he's not helping um, Fangio out by getting rid of a, a leader like that. Mm. So yeah. um, it, it's just weird to me. Like, okay, then at what point then do you just say, and maybe it is when we're eliminated from the playoffs. That's when, you know, there's even bigger changes that happen to the coaching staff. I mean, it could be that's, I mean, at that point, it's like, what is firing Fangio three or four weeks early going to do? Yeah. Like you're eliminated from the playoffs where you're going to send a message to Broncos country that there's going to be big changes coming soon. Well, you already told that to us with Vaughn Miller. You're right. already telling all of Broncos country. Sure. I'm taking charge of this team. Now I've I'm done with my evaluation period. I know which direction I'm going. And there could have been a situation with, you know, if this team was nine and eight, maybe not in the playoffs, nine and eight, uh, close, you know, well, maybe we want to keep someone like Von Miller because of his leadership qualities, because he is the face of the franchise, you know. Um, and you don't just trade away the face of your, the you know, the player of your franchise for no good reason, right? Um, so this is, you know, more than just needing, you know, needing and wanting draft picks. This is a, 
I am so serious about making big changes to this team. I, I hear you, Broncos country. I am not deaf. I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I, and I'm so serious about taking this team in a different direction that is going to get us uh, not just competitive, but a, a deep playoff team that I am ready to sell off Von Miller to the, uh, to the Rams. Um, so to me, uh, this is, this is bigger than firing Vangio, yeah. if you ask me. Really? All I got to say is we better land Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson next year. Yeah. No? I mean, yeah, I don't think we'll go there here in this podcast, but I will say <laughs> to that point, Rob, is that in this move, Peyton is now starting to pick up picks, right? And giving yeah. himself more opportunity to either, you know, trade up or, you know, just get more depth, more quality depth. I mean, second, third round guys, those are, those are starters, you know, probably year one usually. So, mm-hmm. or it's really good trade, trade um, assets to, to move up. And, uh, you know, again, maybe it's quarterback that we talk about at that point. So yep. we'll see, we'll see what that leads to. Um, while we're on the topic, you know, what do we see more trades happening for the Broncos? Before so of course, you know, by the time people are listening to this, uh, the, the trade line is probably going to be uh, passed and gone. So you're listening to this as we're recording it Monday night. It could be that there were no more trades. It could be that there were three or four trades and we didn't have names that we didn't even talk about. For me, the one I would not be surprised about is Melvin Gordon to the Titans. Um, you know, their whole team is just built around needing that big runner that is just going to be able to go out there and carry the ball consistently without fumbling. Okay. He has, he had one fumble in 207 carries. So he's good for another 207 at this point. And a timely point in the competition. Right. Um, I am. Rupert blaming- has it uh, that the Titans are looking to uh, maybe bring on uh, old man, Adrian Peterson. Oh, that's, that's a done deal. My friend, that is they a did. done deal, but he's on the, he's on the practice squad probably need, you know, some time to learn the playbook or something. But at this point, you got to get somebody. I don't think that guy, I don't know how that guy is <laughs> still, still doing it. Like, right. What's especially the, in that position. The, I mean, he's the, he's the man. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer himself. Adrian yeah. Peterson's like Frank Gore. Like they're going to play till yeah. they're 80. Oh, right. probably. They're going to wind up being on an NFL team with their kid in the same position. You know, and he's going to be 56 years old. Which I love it. I, I love watching Adrian Peterson Eat play. that, Tom Brady. <laughs> but uh it just doesn't feel like they're going to be reliant like that's not the solution for them in my opinion right that yeah. doesn't seem like they're done there at that position and, and making anything happen before the trade deadline maybe it is well, i don't know well look t- trading von miller is su- sending a message to the league saying we're we're willing to trade anyone at this point for a good offer good, uh, if you're the titans and Shermer. Uh, who, who wants them nobody wants them like what the you, jaguars you, might well uh, <laughs> they're stupid <laughs> enough <laughs> um, but do you want their coaching staff in return? Like, I, I don't know. Nah, uh, no, Jerry Rob, can go no. coach for the Rob, but, Rob, the Jaguars are happy with their coaching staff. It keeps them relevant because they do crazy things off the field. Keeps them relevant, keeps them in the news. If Shermer or Fangio go to the Jaguars, they're just going to be super boring and, and now not even news relevant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, maybe they need that. Maybe. Maybe they do. We just I think, they, I think they I think they enjoy it. <laughs> for half, some reason, it seems the like the Jaguars just – it's the Florida man thing, you know? It is. True. I can say that. Hey. Right to that. Amen to that. Then they're done that. Can uh, I nominate you for the Colorado man? The call. I don't want to be Colorado man. Okay, fine. We'll make David do it. Okay, that's fair. 
He looks more like a Colorado man anyway. Yeah, I would put David (laughs) as a Colorado man. Uh, He does crazier stuff than I do. He's uh... so okay. So 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 I would say I I agree with you, uh, Kevin, with Gordon because I think there is some draft capital we could get from him, and you know that just means we're giving the ball to Javante Williams more. um, Yeah. They both have looked good this year, and I think that's might even propel you know the trade talks more because Gordon has looked, uh, you know, he's looked like the, the real deal there. Um, like he's trying to prove that he's still the guy that he was uh, in in San Diego with the Chargers. Yep. Um, so yeah, and, and the Titans are like there. You talk about a, a team with a need. Um, your whole offense just got demolished by one, losing one player. Um, so that could be an option. And then we already talked about Fuller. I think that's yeah. It's going to take a, a, a team with a need at cornerback. I wouldn't expect a ton for him the way he's played this year, but. Not if they're picking up a $10 million salary. Yeah. It, it, could, be a a space, but it could be a situation where the Broncos are, are literally just playing, uh, paying for draft picks. Right. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like um, cap space is something that we're desperate for, for next year. Yeah. Um, like we saw with, with Von Miller, like we're, we're pretty much paying Von Miller to pay for the Rams in return for a second and third round pick. And it's just because we don't need the, the cap space for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got I got two two quick things, John, for you. Uh, one, when it comes to Fuller, uh, with Bryce Callahan being injured, does that hurt Fuller's trade value? Meaning, teams, you know, either are not going to want to trade as much for Fuller, or we're going to be like, no, 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 we're not trading Fuller because we're down another freaking person. I mean, I think your second one makes more sense. I don't see why Callahan getting hurt would would force teams not to go for. I think. He was the guy that the Broncos were more likely to trade of anybody it was going to be Fuller. And like I said, he has played well in previous years. This year, he's, I don't know what's going on this year, especially in Angel's defense. Right. I think that might make the Broncos more reluctant. But again, he wasn't the guy that went out there when, when Callahan got hurt. Uh, Nate Harrison was. Fuller only played two snaps this game. And I think that that's more than he played in the previous game. I so, think so. I don't think it changes anything, honestly. Um, Callahan's injury. I guess if we come back and, and tomorrow Callahan's out for the year or something like that, you know, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, even then, I don't. I think the Bronx have lost total faith in Fuller, especially mm-hmm. for what they paid for him this year. Luckily, it was only a one-year deal. Right at the beginning of the year, I was like, "Man, he's going to have a breakout year." I wish it was, this was like a two, three-year contract. But now I'm like, "Well, I'm glad we're only you know paying him this year and not right." you know, wrapping up our salary into, into, um, uh, fuller. Another good call by George Payton to have that foresight and say, Hey, we're going to give you a good contract. I think that that was a deal that fuller worked out. I think he wanted that one year deal to prove it. And then to have a payday next year. I think if he could have had a chance, you know, Hey, give me a two year deal. You know, I think a lot of teams probably would have been like, okay, maybe, but either way, George Payton is the one who signed off on it. So, He gambled on himself, and so far it has not worked out. No. <laughs> and so. I got I got one other thing for you, boys. Yeah. So I, I can't uh, specify exactly where I, I, I read it. Uh, I know I did see uh, the Mile High Profit uh, post on it on Facebook. But let's just say we traded away Von, you know, we traded away Von Miller for a second and a third round pick, right? Uh, let's say, you know, he goes to the Rams, whether or not they win the Super Bowl, that remains to be seen. Um, I guarantee they're probably a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, but let's say, you know, after after this season's up, he doesn't re-sign 
and comes back to Denver as a free agent. <laughs> I hey. mean, hey, there's a fighter's chance in everything. Yeah, Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No, but, but honestly, I mean, fun to think know, about. Yeah, <laughs> I read that and I was like, huh. It's, it's <sighs> possible, right? Anything's possible. He is on the last year of his contract, but the fact that we made this trade shows me that Peyton wasn't planning on re-signing him anyways. So his value would have to go so far down for him to be his contract to be in the prize range for the Broncos. It seems like it's possible, but unlikely. But I think at that point, you know, whether the the Rams win the Super Bowl this year or not, uh, Vaughn knows he only has a number of years left and he's you know, he can work out a deal with the team he's on that is going to give him a really good chance to go to the Super Bowl and get one more ring, at least before he he goes out. So come back to the Broncos. Now, look, I would fully expect that, you know, when Vaughn is done and he hangs up his jersey, he'll do the one day contract with the Broncos, retire as a Bronco, go into the Hall of Fame as a Bronco. Um, God, I hope so. Oh, yeah, he will. There's no way that he would retire as a Rams player. Right. Yeah, I mean, George Payton just came in this year and he showed him a ton of respect, right? He met with all the coaching staff. Like, they did everything. They've been talking about this trade for the last week, and my understanding is they let Vaughn know that that there was a possibility, but they kept it so quiet, and they wanted him to hear from them first, not from Schefter on ESPN. Yeah, Um, Like, they showed him a a lot of respect the way they went about this, and Mm -hmm. Everything that and, and they have to, right? He is the Denver Broncos for the last 10 years. What was right. it's still fresh, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> like well, or now salt we have in the wound, saying, don't you? I know. <laughs> I just I'm just gonna rub that one in just hey, a little shout bit. Shout out uh, to, to our boy Jared in the comments. Coach Jared. Oh, coach Jared's coach here. Oh Broncos. Jared, get your ass to freaking Inglewood and coach this offense, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, a lot would have to happen for that that scenario to play out the way it does. I'm gonna start gonna the petition. Like, I'm gonna start the petition. Do it. I'll sign it. I'll if you look it. at the depth chart at our linebackers right now, half the guys weren't even on the team. More than half, I think five out of eight mm-hmm. were not even on the team to start the season. Yep. Two of them are fresh on the team for the last two weeks. Again, they played great this week for for what we gave up with for them. I mean, mm-hmm. they looked pretty good, but. uh it's yep. rough at that linebacker, and, and teams are teams are figuring it out, right? Um, McKissick, he he was their leading receiver at eighty yards at, yeah. from running back. Like they're going to target our linebackers, so we're going to have to figure that out. Banjo, he's a defensive mas- mastermind. That even though it hasn't looked like it this year, so don't believe it anymore. You would hope I don't believe it anymore. Figure that's him, but <laughs> my faith in the Broncos are a little down at the moment, they're even down. after a win. <laughs> But defense still only allowed 10 points. Let's put that out there. There you go. Against the uh, football team. The Washington football team. The Washington football team. (laughs) Um, Okay, gents. I think it's about that time. We are at our time limit. Um, Obviously, everyone, lots of stuff going on in Broncos country. If you've listened this far, again, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, downloading this podcast wherever you're listening from. Please give us that five-star review. That helps us out a ton. Um, and make sure you check out all of our other Broncos content. Monday night, Orange Weekly After Dark starts uh, right after Monday night football. Tuesday night, our flagship show, Bourbon Broncos, no BS. Uh, and that is 7 p.m. Mountain Time every Tuesday night. Uh, we got a pregame tailgate, tailgate talk show. It starts about an hour before kickoff. Uh, our 
uh, halftime hash, which is the original live halftime show before anybody else was doing it. Just going to throw that one out there. Uh, and uh, post game podcast. Oh, that's what I do, man. Uh, post game podcast, pre game podcast. We have, we have you covered as much as we possibly can, uh, with the best Broncos, uh, fan based Broncos content that we possibly can. So, um, anyway, everyone who uh, joined us when we were live, Richie from the mile high round table podcast. Those guys are great. Once again, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jared, Dan, uh, Rob, some of your family looks like they joined. So, um, appreciate everybody. Yeah, my son, Nathan. 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 Yes. <laughs> Give him a shout out for sure. Thanks, Nathan. Um, but with that being said, gents, I think, I think that's it. Uh, until next week anyway. And of course there'll be more Broncos content tomorrow on Tuesday for us to talk about, I'm sure. So we can end it as we always do on a very strong go Go Broncos. Broncos. Take care, everyone. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.